Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. And we're stronger when together. Ours to Protect. Brought to you by C103, the IBI, and funded by the Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out ourstoprotect.ie for more info. Now, as we face global challenges such as climate change, resource depletion and social inequality, the urgency to adopt sustainable practices becomes more apparent than ever. Our new feature called Ours to Protect will shed light on how sustainability touches every aspect of our lives from the food we eat to the products we consume, to the way we design cities and foster community resilience. Throughout this feature, we'll be joined by experts and change makers who are at the forefront of the sustainability movement. Together, we'll examine the innovative strategies and groundbreaking technologies that are revolutionising industries and paving the way for a more sustainable future. However, sustainability is not just about the efforts of governments and organisations. It also rests in the hands of individuals like you and me. We'll explore how our everyday choices, whether in transportation, energy consumption, our waste management can have a profound impact on shaping a sustainable world for future generations. Our aim is to inspire and empower listeners as we believe that each and every one of us has a role to play in fostering sustainability by exploring the challenges, the opportunities and the success stories surrounding this global movement. We hope to ignite a sense of optimism and motivate positive action. And joining me to discuss why we need to become greener and more sustainable. I'm joined by Deirdre Duff of Friends of the Earth. Good morning to you, Deirdre. Good morning, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. And thank you uh, so much for joining us this morning. I have to say every day this week, I think because my mind is so focused on this new feature that we, we were doing every single newspaper I opened up this week or every time I went online, it just seemed to be more and more bad news when it came uh, to the climate. I mean, you know, I was reading about less than an eighth of all the materials used in Europe came from recycled waste only yesterday 
yesterday I was seeing uh, comments that scientists are warning that global warming brought on by human activity is continuing at an unprecedented rate and has been over the past uh, two years and greenhouse gas emissions are at an all-time high. Why and where are we going wrong? So I think, yeah, you're right. Look, we're, we're in a, a very serious situation. Um, I suppose just firstly, maybe to say too, I think it's really wonderful that you're doing this project. Um, so really, really good to hear that. Um, and I think in terms of where we're going wrong, like we do have the answers, we do have the solutions. I think we're lacking the political will to, to, to act on this. Um, so I suppose I think we should let that be a reason for hope. It's not... It's not a hopeless case. We can act, but we just, as you say, all of us have to to get involved in 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 pushing for action on this really existential issue. Yeah, because um, I mean, we learned we learned just this week um, how far Ireland is from reaching our greenhouse gas emissions targets by the end of the decade. We're way off. We are. We are way off. And I suppose we have to realise too that even if we were to reach those targets, they wouldn't add up to our fair share globally. Um, so we've an awful lot of work to do and I think we have to probably the time for tinkering around the edges is gone you know we've left it too late um, so we really need to to just recognise that we need serious action here you know um, but I think the thing is that and, and you mentioned this when you were kind of describing your project that we have a climate crisis but we also have an inequality crisis and I think maybe the more positive thing is that if we get climate action right, we can hugely reduce inequality and we can actually really improve standards of living for the majority of people. So I think we have to keep those kind of co-benefits in mind and to think that, look, we can actually do something really positive here that will not only protect the planet that we depend on for life, but that will also make people's lives better. And I suppose just to give one example of that, like at the moment, we have this crippling dependence on fossil fuels to heat our homes, to power us. Um, and those exp- those fossil fuels are very, very expensive, as we've found even more so to be the case in the last uh, year or so. Um, and they're also very polluting and they're also very dirty. They're volatile. Um, they're causing huge, huge health problems, too. But if we could break our dependence on fossil fuels and do things like retrofitting our homes with better insulation, getting heat pumps installed, we could lift people who are struggling, really struggling at the moment to pay energy bills and think back to the winter when so many people were essentially in energy poverty. Uh, We could free ourselves of that energy poverty. You know, we could keep our homes warm and, and healthy without needing to pay huge amounts to heat our homes um, while also damaging the planet. So I guess that's just one example of where we could reduce inequality and make our lives better while also uh, yeah, and, uh, and I think that's a really good example because, the you know, the environment will, will benefit from that retrofitting, but the person living in that home who maybe was one of those ones battling fuel poverty last winter, they they will hugely benefit. What about transport? And we hear a lot about transport uh, emissions. Again, it's one of those ones where we're way off the target on our transport uh, emissions. What, what can we do under transport? The really important thing here is to improve our public transport systems. You know, we need to make it easy for people to get from A to B, especially in rural Ireland, without having to rely on on cars. Um, 
So we need a massive kind of moonshot effort at, at massively improving our, our public transport system. Um, and I think we can all play a role here in this. Like we might feel disempowered if we live in an area where there just is no public transport. But there are things we can do. You know, we can talk to our local TDs our local councillors about the need for better public transport. And every time we have those conversations, we're increasing the the political will and the, the, the urgency at rolling out public transport. So every one of us can play a part in this. Um, and I suppose at Friends of the Earth, we're trying to help people do that and we have different ways. So for example, if people go onto our website, friendsoftheearth.ie, you can find different ways that you can get involved with other people in your own local area to get involved in things like this. So at the moment we're running a cuppa for climate. So there's a toolkit on our website that you can sign up for and it will help you uh, gather together a few of your friends, a few of your neighbors, family members or so on, or maybe do it in your workplace where you can all get together, have a cuppa and have a chat about climate issues in your local area. And there's also the option, optional, if you want to do some fundraising for Friends of the Earth too. Or if you want to do something a bit more you know, that's getting more involved in, in, say, talking to TDs and so on. We have these One Future groups. So people can go to onefuture.ie uh, forward slash join. And basically, if you sign up there, we will link you up with people in your local area who want to take action on climate. So maybe want to talk to your TDs about the need for local public transport or whatever it is. Maybe you want to get solar panels on your local school. That's another thing we're working on. So there's lots of things you can do. And I think really, once you get involved in this, hope comes from comes from action. Yeah, and, well know, said. Well said. And, making a difference. Yeah. And I think rather than burying our heads in the sand, let's let's, you know, see, see what we can do. I mean, do you what, what is your view on the proposal from the EU on the the nature restoration law? I know the commission are proposing to restore at least 20 percent of the EU's land and sea areas by 2030 and repair all ecosystems in need of restoration by 2050. That, is that a step in the yeah. right direction? Absolutely, you know, and but as as Ireland, we need to support that. Um, I think the problem at the moment is that uh, some Irish MAPs have 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 been obstructing it. Um, for example, say the the party that Fine Gael is in in Europe, the European People's Party, they walked out of the negotiations on that. Um, so again, we can do something on that as ordinary citizens. We can talk to our local. Finnegal MEPs and all our MEPs and ask them to look, this is really important. We should be supporting this. Um, and I suppose just the importance of that nature restoration measure, like our habitats are in such a, a, such a perilous state at the moment. Um, and some of this stuff we don't maybe see straight away, but like we rely on say pollinators, insects on those habitats for our food. We wouldn't have food without you know, the insects and the pollinators that make growing and producing food possible and which also make, you know, our farming possible, which is so important um, for people's lives and for people's livelihoods. So getting and, and, and it relies on our ecosystems. So getting those into better shape is just really crucial. Um, and I think maybe as we start kind of looking around at, at ecosystems and, you know, getting even simple things like learning the names of birds, learning the ends of insects. We can recognise the beauty and the diversity in that. Well said. And then we start to feel if we lost it, it, it would mean so much. One simple little thing, Patricia, that I've been kind of 
noticing and maybe even talking to, to older people about is that, you know, maybe 30 years ago when you were, if you were driving, um, even only a short distance, you know, maybe you washed your car b beforehand and you, you, you drove a short distance down the road and you looked at your bumper after and it was full of splats from insects that you'd run into. Now you can drive maybe 100 miles after cleaning your car and there might only be a few insects. So like our insect population is is collapsing. It's in decline. Wow, um, that, that's a really yeah. good point. That is a really good point. Listen, uh, Deirdre, it's a pleasure uh, speaking to your friends of the earth dot IE. You have a great website. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us. Thank you, Patricia. Really uh, pleasure. Uh, good Thank morning you. to you. That is uh, Deirdre Duff of uh, Friends of the uh, Earth uh, kicking off our hours to protect. Now, there's always a lot of talk around recycling and waste management. And as we're embarking on this project, Hours to Protect, we wanted to have an honest conversation with people from Cork about how they are taking measures to manage waste. We hit the streets of Cork to ask people if they recycle and what measures they take to make sure that they are being sustainable at home and at work. I do recycle. Um, I make sure that the plastic is clean before it goes into the recycling bin. And if I'm unsure about something, I check the back and like the different symbols and what they mean, whether something can or can't be recycled. I do, yeah. We recycle at home. We recycle, put our plastics in one bin and our food in another. Um, we make conscious effort, I suppose, to recycle. I do recycle and I really hope I recycle correctly. Um, from primary school, I think we were one of the first green schools in Cork, or even Ireland at least. So we, I've learned from a young age, and all my friends have as well, how to recycle. And even at University College Cork, um, we're a plastic-free campus now, so that's really great. I wouldn't say I'm very practically crazy about it, but I try to do my part because I know that even the small piece really matters. So I have like a general recycling bin for dry recyclables. And I also have a bin for like food waste and it's, and it's separate for compost and stuff. So again just like basic stuff that everybody does yeah so in my house we have the four different bins the compost glass um recycling and then just general waste but we live like on the side of a public street so often like it will that stuff gets contaminated because people on nights out throw their pizza boxes in and like it's just like it's it's quite disheartening i do when the bins are available but since i live in an apartment building that only has glass recycling i only then recycle glass so I would uh, clean it and then let it dry and put it in the bins. Um, at work we have more recycling so I would do it there as well but um, mostly just trash really, unfortunately. Uh, yes, it requires that I think of like that we that we now have the capacity for recycling and that's facilitated through our waste collection so it's easy enough for people it just requires an extra bin in the house and just a knowledge of what is and isn't recyclable because there are some things like soft plastics that are on the border and how you clean things but it's it's something when when you see the amount of waste that goes into the waste waste bin that's really distressing the more you can put into the recycling bin is so much better for glass recycling uh, the closest glass recycling facility is 10 minutes away so technically we do recycle in my flat but like there is um, a year of glass waste accumulated on the table in the corner of a flat that we're like mm, we should take it to the recycling bin someday <laughs> we will eventually but not yet recycling is so specific and so intensely specific to the product i try my absolute best 
to recycle. I try and reuse more if I can than recycle. My biggest shout out that I really want everybody to know is when you have compostable, vegware is the brand, but we would now just kind of like bio call it a vegware. Anything that's a compostable cafe stuff, the check that it is if you're going to put it in your compost, check it's home compostable because so often they are machine enzyme compostable. And if you don't. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have the big enzyme biomass thing. You can't do it, so you're actually just generating more plastic. It's so much better just bring your own mug if you can. And thanks to the people who took part on our Vox Pops on the street of Cork. Now, Paulie McDonough is Circular Economy Coordinator for Southern Waste Region, and she joins me to further discuss how to recycle correctly. Good morning to you, Pauline. Good morning, Patricia. And, and, and thank you for taking our call. Good to hear people on that Vox Pop, isn't it? Trying to do their bit when it comes to recycling. But so many people will admit getting it wrong. I mean, what are the common mistakes? Absolutely. So I'd just like to start by saying that was very encouraging because nobody said they weren't recycling. But some people did say that they were confused or that there was a little bit of a problem with knowing what goes where. So I suppose it's something that it's hard for us all to remember because the rules have changed over the years. So the most important thing, the the simplest rule that we can give people is everything that goes into your recycling bin should be placed in there clean dry and loose and this is really important because even if you put the wrong thing in as long as it's clean dry and loose when it gets to the big recycling center it can be sorted by the really knowledgeable staff that are dealing with this every day. 
because that is a big issue when people and they're trying to do their bit with recycling in the recycling bin. But if that bin gets contaminated, everything in the bin can be can be ruined. Absolutely, Patricia. And that poor lady who was saying that she puts her bins out and then somebody comes along and throws in a takeaway packaging, you know, and if it's a pizza box, that's relatively clean. But if it was, say, you know, like a curry or a Mm. Chinese, that could damage all the paper that's in there. And so this is a difficulty, you know, and and we see this at events always, you know, nighttime recycling is never as good as daytime recycling. Um, And then the other rule of thumb that I would give to people is the food waste. And a lot of people mention the food waste. So food waste is very specific. We need to be really careful with food waste recycling. It's the food waste we want and not the packaging. And what we have seen is a a doubling of the amount of plastic that people have put into their food waste bin. So this is simply where people aren't removing the packaging. And then when it goes to that industrial composter, like somebody was talking about there, um, that material gets shredded. It's very hard for us to ensure that we keep it out of the food waste stream. And let's remember, we're making compost from this. So we certainly don't want to be adding plastic to our soils through compost. So this is really important. It's only the food waste that should go into that waste stream, that food waste recycling bin. Okay, and I I think we are thankfully getting a little bit better at recycling our food waste. But Pauline, ultimately, we should have very little food waste. Oh, absolutely. And prevention is the key. And remember that, you know, there is food poverty in Ireland as well. It's really important that we all take a moment, take a breath, always before we go and do our shopping, make a shopping list, only buy what we think we are going to use. And I know in weather like this, our plans can often change, but we should do our utmost, um, you know, environmentally and morally to prevent um food waste from ever arising and of course there's unavoidable food waste and that's the type of material that we're interested in collecting you know like say for example your peelings and your coffee grounds and all of those things but you're right Patricia prevent first recycle second. Okay and you've got further information you've got an excellent website mywaste.ie if people want to get further information. That's it, absolutely. And mywaste.ie is specific to Ireland because we know if you just Google a recycling question, you're going to get answers from all over the world. And that's why the government have invested in our own specific waste management site uh, for Ireland, all about preventing and recycling and composting all of the items that make up waste management specific, as I say, to our own Irish context. Okay, listen, Pauline, uh, pleasure talking to you. Thank you for that. And thanks for joining us on the programme this morning. Thank you so much, Patricia. Good morning. Bye bye. That is Pauline uh, McDonough, Circular Economy Coordinator for the Southern Waste Region. Now, to discuss how we can help the environment by looking at our own homes, I'm joined by Shane Murphy, and Shane is with Ashgrove Renewables, and we're going to be discussing retrofitting our homes. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning. Uh, and you're very welcome. I suppose the obvious question what are the advantages of retrofitting our homes? Well, apart from obviously trying to reduce the energy cost of your home, uh, which is, I suppose, uh, front and centre for everybody at the moment, many people are also trying to get more comfortable homes. So they might be happy with the amount they're paying, but for the amount, they mightn't be getting enough heat. So we have a lot of people living in older houses and they're just very careful about turning the heat on because they know it's going to cost. So 
yeah, um, by insulating and uh, maybe improving windows or doors or installing heat pumps or solar panels, yes, you are getting, uh, you're reducing your running costs, but also improving the, the quality of living and, and air quality. I and suppose. I think when people think of retrofitting, they straight away think, oh, that would be way too expensive for me. There are a lot of grants. I mean, the government are really pushing people to do this. They are. There. Yeah, there are uh, probably five or six main grant types at the moment from the vacant and derelict house grant, which is 50,000 for the vacant and 70,000 for a derelict house. Uh, sorry, 20 on top of the 50. Um, but the SEI upgrade grants are anything up to kind of 35,000. And so, yeah, we've seen over the last few years essentially a doubling in those grants. And uh, but I think most people are still really confused. Um, so we get people calling um, or coming to our webinars or seminars, which we do every week. And uh, they, they're aware that the grants are there, but they don't know how to get at them. And it's quite a confusing, uh, I suppose, mechanism. Um, the amount of grants is confusing. So they really, when they come to us, uh, they're trying to figure out how to, how to go yeah, about it. I don't know what it is. The government never seems to make those things uh, easy. I, I, I don't know why. So when someone is thinking of uh, retrofitting, can you retrofit your house in stages? You can. And if so, where do you begin? Yeah, you can. It, it might not be the right way to do it, uh, but uh, I suppose somebody on a budget, it might be the only way they, uh, they can manage it. Uh, but what the government are trying to achieve is that, um, say, somebody like Ashgrove or any of the other um, uh, solutions providers, while they're inside in your house doing, say, for example, attic insulation and you have a project manager there, it's often uh, very beneficial to also carry out some other works because, you know, you have, a man you have a guy managing the project anyway and to manage a few, you know, windows and doors or wall insulation at the same time is um, very beneficial cost-wise. But if you wanted to take a step-by-step -step approach, there is a, what they call an individual measure grant. You'll find it on the SEI website. Um, uh, and so you wanted to insulate an attic or just install solar panels or put in a heat pump, uh, you can do that uh, on a step-by-step -step basis over a number of years, no problem. Yeah, you, you mentioned heat pumps and some of the other experts we've been talking to this morning, heat pumps keeps... Talk to me about what is a heat pump. So a heat pump is essentially the same as your fridge or your freezer. It um, it takes heat from a essentially a colder area and dumps that heat into a warmer area. Uh, we're familiar with the technology, as I say, from fridges or freezers. Uh, the reason that we're interested in it as a technology is, number one, it uses electricity, which at some point in the future will be zero carbon, you know, from wind and uh, uh, hydro, etc. Um, but so it's, it's using zero carbon or low carbon electricity. But... Uh, it's also an extremely efficient process. So for every unit of electricity that the unit consumes, it's uh, harnessing from the outside air or from the ground three times more, four times more. So well. we call it three or four hundred percent efficient uh, in layman's terms. Yeah, so but um, yeah, I suppose it's up to the the designer to make sure that it is as efficient as possible. We sometimes hear about systems that are poorly designed or installed and the running costs can be that little bit higher. If the radiators are too small, as an example, obviously uh, the, the system has to run for longer and it has to maybe run hotter than it would like to. And we do hear about higher running costs than uh, we should. Uh, but yeah, it's an extremely uh, good technology. It's proven it's b being utilized now right across Europe. Um, but yeah, every now and then we do hear of issues, but yeah. they, they sh simply shouldn't be there. And then solar panels, uh, Shane, we've had glorious weather, a bit overcast now today. 
But um, I, I was looking online on people who I was on a Facebook page where people who had solar panels installed and they were beyond excited, excited with the amount of electricity they were generating over the last uh, few uh, the last few weeks. But do the solar panels work even when we have duller days like today? Yeah, but uh, not not as well as they will in in uh, summer. Bright sunshine, yeah. yeah, yeah, correct. So you know, it's kind of a statistical approach. So we're expecting over a year that we'll uh, supply or generate uh, 50 to 60% of your electricity in a domestic house and that will be stacked mainly to summer. I mean, that's Mm. quite intuitive. We shouldn't be surprised by that. You will get salespeople telling you that it works even if the sun isn't shining and that is true to some extent, but it's probably only 20% of what it would be on a really sunny day. There's no surprise in that. Unfortunately, we do hear of people being sold it as it doesn't matter whether the sun is shining or not and that's simply not true. But you know that by your little solar lights that are in the garden. Of course. In the winter you'll get a little bit of light out of them but, yeah. but, but you won't get much. Correct. Are solar panels proving very popular? Are yeah. a lot of people going for them? They are. They are. For the first time I suppose in, we're in business 22 years and for the first time in that period I suppose for the last year or two uh, the price of panels has come down a lot and the price of electricity has probably trebled over the last uh, 36 months. So you know you can certainly say to a person today that it's a four-year payback, it's a six-year payback, whereas previously it might have been 15 or more. So, yeah, it's a very good investment today. And really, without even asking a person about their home, you can tell them today that it's you, you should do it. Mm. I, I was surprised to hear you say you're 22 years in business. Has technology changed over those 22 years? Uh, some of it has. I would say the likes of solar panels incrementally. It hasn't been massive step changes. Um But I suppose price has come down, you know, when these things come out first, when we started, heat pumps were really niche. It was a very small uh, cohort of people who were interested. Um, So it was really niche at the time. As it becomes more mainstream, of course, uh, it becomes cheaper naturally because there are more people offering the same service. It brings the price down. The price of the product comes down as more and more manufacturers are doing it, etc. Same as batteries or the same as electric cars or anything. It just gets cheaper. Mm. But yeah, I would say the, no massive change. The one thing I suppose that we've seen is um, that general uh, knowledge uh, with Joe Public is better than it was. Um, probably sadly, uh, the trades people, we, we we don't have enough of them in Ireland at the moment, we know that. and um, But yeah, so that's probably the big issue. The deployment of uh, these these types of technologies will be dependent on trades people. At the moment, we we don't have enough of them. That's, I mean, that, that's, uh, I know it's an aside issue, but it's an issue we've often discussed on the programme, apprenticeships and trying to get more young people involved in apprenticeships. We We really have an issue with that. We do. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah it, it really has to be worked on. You mentioned that you do webinars. I, I, I'm interested in this. You, you run online webinars. Yeah, we do. And we've been doing it, uh, well, not the webinars, but we've been doing seminars for about 12 years for, for essentially the same issue. Anybody building a new house or retrofitting a house, we've been doing kind of monthly seminars. So a person could come and sit quietly or ask a load, load yeah. of questions, depending on the personality. Um, but they're very casual days. But we've been doing it for 12 years. We have one on actually tomorrow at the GAA complex in Mallow. Uh, we run them every month. Um, that's a face-to-face seminar. It's probably three hours. And that's uh, specifically for the retrofit market. person who wants to know, should I dry line a wall? Should I pump the cavity, do the attic insulation? Can I get grants for windows and doors? Uh, or a person who's totally gutting an old farmhouse, how do we go about it? It's actually extremely simple. There are steps to it. But... Um, we go through that. We also run an online seminar or a webinar uh, every Tuesday at six o'clock and we repeat that every Thursday at lunchtime. So to try and accommodate people 
after mm. work, during work. Yeah, because I, I think you're right. I think people are desperate for knowledge. People are desperate to, to find out more. Yeah. So how can people um, um, access your website? So ashgrove.ie is the website. Uh, we're currently updating it, I suppose, to, for it to be maybe a little bit clearer with the grants as they as they change, which they have a lot in uh, in the last 12 months. So our, our contact our, Ash, our office uh, here in Mallow. Um, yeah, the and, and you're busy. Yeah, things are crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I thought as much. Listen, yeah. I really appreciate because you are so busy. I really appreciate you joining us in studio today. Thank you You're for that. Welcome. That is uh, Shane uh, Murphy of Ashgrove Renewables in Mallow, and our thanks also uh, to our previous uh, speakers, who are Pauline McDonough of the Circular Economy of the Southern Waste Region, and also Deirdre Duff of uh, Friends of the Earth. Oh eight one eight one zero three one zero three. Our lines are open. to protect brought to you by C103 the IBI and funded by the Commission Naman with the television license fee check out ours to protect.ie for more info Hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands and the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.